grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in. It's episode number 53 of Jobbing Out. And yes, that's just your casual reminder that Bill Goldberg is 53 years old. Uh, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun, Brandon Linton. Probably no AJ this week, but that's not on him, actually. That's more on me and when I can get in the studio this week because... Um, as AJ said last week, he's going to be available. We're going to be able to talk to him about various things. Um, probably, actually, honest to God, we were able to talk about a little bit more than I expected to be able to talk about uh, last week. So I'm hoping we can do it maybe every other week, something along those lines. We can work it out time-wise. Uh, but he's got a job, and he's this isn't a job that he's able to just like duck away from. This isn't like the rest of us. We're like, eh, we can squeeze it an hour. We got nothing going on. Um, he's got important things to do. So... We'll be catching up with AJ here and there over the course of the next uh, few weeks and months, but probably not this week. That being said, we have much to discuss, and uh, coming up this week, I believe uh, uh, Sons of Savagery from Ring of Honor, both of those guys, are going to be checking in with us on uh, this week's show as Future of Honor is back at uh, MCW Arena in Joppa this weekend. Two dudes that came through MCW that are both local guys. Uh, that are now getting a chance to shine on Ring of Honor. And I, I, I do believe both of those dudes are going to be able to join us this week, which is very cool. Nice. So, uh, before any of that, we've got some things. We've got some topics to get to. Uh, there's plenty of options to start. Aaron will probably want to say, I told you so, about Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. So I guess that will be the one that we can start with this week. Um, I, I, I feel the same way about it that I did last week. It's dumb, it's ham-fisted, but it's Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, so I'm sure yeah, it'll be great. Say, are you complaining about No, of course not. It's the same thing that I feel about everything else. Like, there's literally no reason, and they're not going to tell a good story for why it's going to be the reason, but, nah, hell, whatever. We're getting Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, so I don't, you know. That, the so. way they did it I, I is better than what they would have, what we thought yeah. they would have. Like with I, Rhea I showing up like, and challenging her, kind of, it's more. It makes more sense than Charlotte wanting to go to win the NXT title. To some extent, it does. They, they, like, there still needs to be a part where they do the bit where, like, why does she care? Like, you know what well, I mean? Like, they she, she cares because she's never beaten her. They, they no, 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 not the the opposite I've side of it. Ben right. That's no, no, no. I've I'm Becky. Right. I'm saying the opposite, Aaron. I'm saying they haven't. T- why does Rhea care? Like, why does oh. why does Rhea? Because she gets to be part of WrestleMania. Yeah, she it's wouldn't be at WrestleMania. Then they need to say that at some point. And that's that's a really weird kind of unwritten thing that, like, they're not telling us who gets to be a part of WrestleMania and who doesn't. Like, there, there's no rule that says that NXT's not allowed to be on WrestleMania. Like, there is... 
there aren't any rules here. They're a TV show. They're their own brand. Why wouldn't she be on WrestleMania, right? Like, you, you just have to do a little bit of that work at some point. There's one other issue with this I have. Mm, okay. You could have waited. Yeah, until after the Bianca. Yeah, that Come I. On. Yeah, that's I do. Stop it. doing this. I do There's agree with way that. Way too many matches right now that we know the outcome of because they're setting up too many things at the same time. Um, and, and in this case, like like with Super Showdown, it is what it is. Like you, you have to do that, right? But with but with this, like yeah, wait why, two wait weeks. one week. Just wait two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, that being said, we don't know. Like it's not is this isn't going to turn into something else. But I mean, it has to be just them one on one, right? I mean, like, I, it, I keep going back. The, my only hesitation is, what are we doing with Bailey? Like, I do, I, I don't think they'll do it. Like, the only thing I can ha- come up with now is Sasha versus Bailey. Well, they could do that, but or as we talked about last week, they could also still do Shayna versus Bailey, like that. I, or Naomi. Or, I, I, I still, I know. still think it's Shayna Becky. I, I still think that's where we're going there. Okay, I mean, like that. If you're not doing right, not doing, doing Charlotte Becky, versus Charlotte Becky, right? Then you do Shayna versus yeah. Becky. I Here's, get that. Here, let me ask you this question: If you are, are you doing too much of this? Doing too much of what NXT versus? NXT. Yes, I mean that you can't. It just do depends that on what you like. This like, is this is also uncharted territory that we got to figure out. What what are you doing afterwards? Right, like yeah. is are, are you setting up a scenario where if Charlotte wins, is she on NXT now? And if that's the case, you've got to do the work to show why, like, that's not a problem. And Charlotte would want to be on NXT. Like, the, by the way, if she if, if she has to be, if she wins the title, yeah, she, she better be. fucking be yeah. on NXT yeah, at that yeah. point. Agreed. No, no question about it. Like, no question. Which, which to me also telegraphs the ending of the match. Like, like they're doing that to put Rhea over. And but and and so all the these things, I I don't necessarily Wait. disagree, but all these things go back to why I I don't I. I don't like this not because I don't like Charlotte versus Ripley. I fucking love Charlotte versus Rip- Ripley because what's not to love about that? But there's so many underlying things to this that the most likely scenarios they're just sort of never going to address. Like right. they're just going to say, "Hey, shut the fuck up. You're getting Charlotte versus Ripley." And that's exactly what AJ would say if he was right right here is, <laughs> "Stop worrying about all that other bullshit. You're getting Charlotte versus Ripley." And I get that, but it goes back to all the other things that we always talk about, which is nothing that we do ever matters just just don't care about that and live in the moment. And I'm never like I then I then why do I watch? Like what is the point of me watching if there's no continuity and we just do whatever the fuck we want whenever the fuck we want to do it? What is the point of watching from week to week? Why wouldn't I just tune in for the big pay-per-views and nothing else? See the the funny thing about this is if we are going with Becky Shayna and we are going with Charlotte Rhea, it almost in in a weird way I don't think this is actually long-term booking on their part, but this actually, you know, they've been setting up these matches for months. Well, now. I was thinking, I was thinking the exact same thing, Aaron, actually. Yeah. Um, when, when I watched that happen, I was like, you know, they actually set this up at Survivor right. Series. And, and I do believe that and they And before did. they beat, Rhea, by the way, Rhea didn't say, she beat her twice. Right. Right. And of course, obviously uh, one being sort of a bizarre circumstance that in which they kind of had to do something. Um, sure, I mean, but but it was a Survivor Series match, and right. triple threat match before Survivor Series. Right? No, but I yeah, hear you. Two and zero against Charlotte. No, I understand. I understand all yeah. of that. But like again, it's I'm I, I'm not opposed to that being the case. It's that yeah. like 
there are still things that you have to talk about here that no one has answers to. And again, they've got time and they can do it that way, although I do stand by what Brandon said. It's absolute bullshit. Not that they would just they're doing this to Bianca and burying her and what could be a you know, what should be a moment yeah. for her, but it's just bad for storytelling that you're saying this literally you're running a fucking promo. It was so bad on Monday oh, night yeah. when you ended a segment setting up Charlotte being on NXT and the first fucking promo that ran coming out of it was, was coming up on Wednesday. Yeah, Bianca yeah. and like it's that was so atrociously bad. Which, which I'm not. There is a way to salvage that, and that's if you have the loser end up challenging Bailey. I don't believe that's going to well, happen. Why? Yeah, I mean, like, again, what? Why would a loser get anything? By the way, if we're going because if we're going back to survive, like, let's say this is all being set up because of survive, like they have established. The women on NXT are, you can make the case, superior to the women on Raw and SmackDown because of what happened in November. You can harken back to that and use that to go this way. No, I don't think they will. No, but, but, it, but it's also, there. like, if you're Bianca Belair and you've never been able to win the NXT women's title, how in the world are you in, in at, at all in line? Was, was, was she part, I, I can't remember, was she part of the Survivor? Like, she beat the shit out of Bailey. She crushed Bailey on, uh, on SmackDown. Right. So, like, was she but, part of that? I can't remember. Was she part of the Survivor Series team? I don't remember who was part of the Survivor Series team because they literally announced it the night of. I mean, like, I just... Exactly. There like, was I, no I, build. I legitimately don't remember. I, I don't there, remember. There is, she was on yeah. the heel team, though, at at War Games, so yeah. I don't but think... But there was... Io Shirai was also on the heel team, and Io was part of that team. I mean, I'll look it up. I still don't think it she was. She was in the Survivor Series okay. team. Okay. It still doesn't matter, though. Like, you've never been able to... You've had multiple opportunities to win an NXT Women's Championship, and you've never been able to do it. You you fail again, and now you're going to spin it directly into, but you should be the competing for the SmackDown Women's Championship at yeah, WrestleMania. You Bro, well, you, you, do it, you do it the way you were going to do it, like we said with Shea, where the Elimination Chamber is, well, you and know, if that's your anybody, re- you, right. and then you if, have her win the Elimination if that's, Chamber. If that's your yeah, reset, not, that's the I'm best not, way not you saying, could do I'm it. I'm not saying you immediately put, you know, say because you lost your game. But again, it, but all you, of that could be done in two weeks. There was no need to bury oh, yes, her now. Agreed. I'm just saying in how order you can spin it at this point. But it still comes back to the bigger problem. You have to address. Does this mean... If you're doing all these things, is Shayna on Raw now? Um, is like you you have to deal with all of these elements to it and talk about it and not just say, well, we'll deal with that when we get there, which is what I assume they're really doing. What I assume they're really doing is we don't know. We we haven't figured anything out yet. We're just gonna do it and we'll deal with it later and we'll clean up our mess afterwards. And hey, you're getting Charlotte versus Rhea, so isn't that good enough? Um, and to a lot of people, the answer is yes. Like it's, it's definitely good enough. I, you know, for AJ, certainly for most of us, again, it's, it's good enough. You just, you got to clean it up. You got to clean it up and you got to do the work. And I've got no beef with Shayna versus Becky. That would be great because it's Shayna versus Becky. But is that because you're moving Shayna to raw now? Is that the way that's working? Um, are you just doing a weird NXT versus WWE bit? But I don't think that could be the case because I've been told that there's one time <laughs> all year where superstars from Raw. I don't. So I don't think that could be the case. Like you, you got to figure this out. You got to do all the work from there. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, then we're in agreement. We'll move on. Yeah. I mean, look. It's it's if you're saying that they're kind of booking on the fly and just kind of getting there. That that's how they've done it for years now. So that's. To, well, it's one thing to book it on the fly. It's a one thing to book it on the fly and get there. It's another thing to cross shows 
right. after you've set up, you're not going to cross shows. Right. And, uh, and, it, and does anything have any ramifications at all? Like, does any of this matter? Or is it just one big clusterfuck like it always is? Like, there's a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that that goes yeah. into this. Um, we do have a, a better picture. So one of the things I, that we talked about in the last couple of weeks uh, when Brandon first started bringing up the idea of Drew McIntyre being the, the Rumble winner was you got to do a lot of work um, in order to keep him hot between now and WrestleMania, like, because you haven't done any of that work leading up to winning the Royal Rumble. Like, you literally did nothing. He was a nobody for months. And so you've got a lot of work to do. And it's sort of clear, to their credit, this is actually really smart what they're going to do, which is they're going to lean more into Brock Lesnar than they are going to lean into Drew McIntyre. And clearly putting Ricochet in a championship match against Brock Lesnar is a wonderful underdog thing that will make Brock Lesnar look worse and make someone who comes to the rescue of Ricochet look better. And it ain't perfect. It's it's a little too white meat for what I think you should be doing with Drew McIntyre. But given where you are, I think it's probably about as smart as you could come up with for trying to keep heat for Drew McIntyre going towards WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think uh... <sighs> I think we all laughed when we saw that match uh, for Raw go up. We're like, well, we know who's winning this <laughs> because you right. can't right. put Brock Seth. You can't put Brock Bobby Lashley, um, which, oh, my God. We don't even need to discuss that whole situation. What? Say that again because you were cutting out. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I said I actually would have kind of popped for Lashley just for the ridiculousness Well, I think of everybody it, wanted to see a Brock Lesnar-Bobby Lashley match at some point, yeah. but it, it can't be now. <laughs> like, right. It, it right. sure as shit can't happen. The sheer ridiculousness of it, right. I would have. <laughs> yeah, that can't happen now. Um, no, it was obvious that that's where, you know, when as soon as you see the match, of course they're going with Ricochet, but it's, it's, it's fuller than that. It's the, okay, so we put Ricochet in this situation, Brock Lesnar wrecks him, we, we try to turn Brock Lesnar more turbo heel, try to make sure nobody's cheering for Brock Lesnar, which is always a danger. Like, that's always a danger. Especially in, these... in Saudi Arabia. Especially against Ricochet. Uh, here's, the pr- here's the one problem. Yes, you're right, destroying him will make us boo, but Ricochet is going to make him look so good destroying him. They have to be really careful about that. Because that could cross the oh my god, but this is awesome. Well, they, well he they, has to like murder him right. in three seconds. Well, no, no, but, but beyond, he can't he can't bump around. Like, That's what I'm saying. The, it can't, it can't right. be a Finn Balor match. No, it he need, be... he needs to attack him with weapons. Like he needs yeah, to like, do like, shitty. Like, if you're saying he does an awesome F5, we're gonna be like, oh my god, that was the coolest F5 ever. Right. Correct. No, there needs to be something different than that. It needs to be more evil. It needs to be more dastardly. Like he I'm, needs to be bleeding. Correct. I'm just going to brutalize this person more than is yeah. possibly necessary. And that will get Drew McIntyre comes out and makes the same. And now he yes. looks like a hero. Here's heroic Drew McIntyre, and that's why you love him. And again, for Drew McIntyre's character, who's more like probably should be more of a badass face than he should be a white meat face, because frankly, look at him. Um, I don't know that that's exactly what's right for Drew McIntyre, but it's right for Drew McIntyre given these circumstances. Given You're the not going to out-badass Brock, for one. Well, that's that in part is true, but also because you haven't done the work that's necessary to make Drew McIntyre the badass face. Because you should have been working on that for six months, and you didn't, so now this is kind of the only option that you have. You're painted in a corner where, like, 
how do we keep the heat on Drew McIntyre? Well, we make him a hero. Like, that's what we're going to have to do with it and try to go from there. And we lean more into the idea that, like, people do do want to hate the Brock Lesnar character. It's just that they're conflicted with, but that's also Brock Lesnar, who's a badass and looks amazing. So you got to run into that somehow. This is probably the best way to go about doing it. Um, on the flip side. <laughs> oh, God. So if you're not giving Brock Lesnar a, uh, a goofy match against uh, a legend in Saudi Arabia, you knew it was coming somewhere else. And Goldberg is back. Yay! There is, there is one good way to do this. There's one. Okay. Otherwise, whatever they do is going to be bad unless it's this one I thing. I think you could have ended the sentence after bad. <laughs> I don't think you needed to give any more qualification you, to it. You, you, you feed him to the fiend. So that... Feed him to him, though. Not like... Right. Like like he gets killed by the fiend. Right. Um, okay. I mean, like, <laughs> if, if, if you're telling me... <laughs> I'm giving you the puzzle pieces, you have to make the puzzle come together, like... Correct. You have to have Goldberg. The fiend has to fight on the pay-per-view... I mean, I, I really don't want him to fight before WrestleMania anyway, um, because what do you do? Well, I mean, but <laughs> I think there's a lot of what do you do now. Like, there really is a, a big a what do you do problem that we have with the Fiend at the moment. Like, that's a bigger issue that goes beyond trying to you know hamfistedly throw Goldberg into something. Like, well, actually, you know what? There is one other person you could throw to Goldberg if you want him to go over. Who? Corbin. Okay, but what are we doing? <laughs> Like what? <laughs> I what mean, are, I'm saying if you have to have Goldberg, c- keep in mind the option is not you can't have him on the if, show. If your idea is that it, it's a similar story to the the Drew McIntyre thing, if yeah. your idea is how do we make Roman Reigns more palatable? Well, we run into the idea that people do like Goldberg, and so by having the Fiend eat Goldberg alive. And Roman Reigns being his hero, we couldn't perhaps salvage some people who love Roman Reigns. Maybe I, I, was I bet say against the, the crossover there, though, is like if you're going to cheer Roman, you know, cheer for or you know, if, if the fiend killing Goldberg is going to make you cheer Roman Reigns, you would probably were cheering for Roman Reigns anyways. Yeah, right. I, I guess. Like, Although, I, no, oh no, people like us are going to be cheering for the fiend killing Goldberg. That, and that's the problem. There is you're not converting anybody doing that play. I mean, I I just don't know what you're. I don't you're know. Not what, con, you're not converting anyone. Like who, who? Like the Daniel Bryan was your move, right? And like they they and it feels like they're still going to lean into that, and eventually he's going to help him. But like aside from him, who did who who who's going to get that effect? Um. I mean, at some point, you almost have to throw your hands up and just say, look, yeah, I, I was gonna say, just like, say they're fighting. This is yeah. what we're doing. Deal with it as right. long as you're not having Roman win. And that's the tricky part about this, right? Like, I, if you're having... I think you almost have to. Yeah, I think he is. He has to win, right? Oh, no. That's so bad for everybody. Oh, God, what a bad look that is. That's a, I, that's horrendous. But, but then you don't do this match for Roman. Yeah, that's that's the whole point of this idea was that Roman Reigns would be the one to beat the Fiend. But but you're not you haven't done anything that's going to get people to 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 want that. Like then, no. then you then you roll with it. 
Like, yeah. I, you, you don't put Roman in that match if he's going to lose. Right, you do something else. Then. Why? What What danger does that do to Roman? Because Cause he's lost you, at, like, every major thing. I mean, he hasn't yeah. won a title match in, what, two years? Yet he, still managed to be, yet he still managed to be Roman Reigns. Like He's still he's, Roman Reigns, but part of, like, there's a lot of problems with Roman Reigns. And obviously, you know, get, going into AJ here, oh, he's not Daniel Bryan, et cetera, et cetera. No, but I mean, it, the biggest problem wait, 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 is they start and stopped it so many times. No, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. Where AJ's right, the biggest problem at this point isn't Roman Reigns. It has nothing to do with Roman Reigns. It is absolutely to do with this is just what we're doing now. This is, we've, as a collective wrestling fan base, decided this is what it is. And, and, and they're short. Cancer was it. That was it. <laughs> And and the card's been played. Like they've there's nothing now. There's nothing that's going to change this. Then and if nothing's so, gonna change it, why not put the belt on him? And just live with it? Then, oh, then you're gonna say never put the title on him again? I'm not saying never put the title on again. I'm saying why you can only have the fiend lose for the first time one time. Why would you ruin it for somebody that nobody's gonna cheer afterwards? Why would you do that? Like you can only play this card once where the fiend loses when he looks like he's all powerful. Why in the world would you do that for a guy that's going to get half booze the next night? Like what what about that is because good? Because he's Roman Reigns. Yeah. But you can always be Roman Reigns. Like he's not going to stop being Roman Reigns. The, 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 okay, th th then that's fine. Then don't put him in the title match. I don't I'm not as uh, the, the, why why do you why do you want Roman in the title match so badly if he's not going to win? I don't I don't want him in the title match so badly. I think it's pretty clear that they're putting him in the title match. Uh, I I think that, that's that happening. Once, once you put him in that title match, he should win, honestly. I dis I that part I've got a disconnect on. I got a real disconnect on that. I think that's where it goes bad. I don't think it impacts him at all if he loses the match. He's the same guy the next day that he was beforehand. And if anything, it it helped build But you but you can avoid the booze. You can put him in another match and and try to avoid the no the he's still the same guy the like if you're saying they'd be louder because he's facing the fiend maybe but he's yeah. still the same yes. guy kind of everywhere he goes there's no scenario in which he's getting a raucous reception like that's just not happening like that's that's roman reigns i i, I think I the thing at this we, point is the most egregious thing you can do though I think he would get the most booze against Roman at, at for WrestleMania. Pro probably saying, true, but again, I think he walks out of it being the same guy a month later. Whatever you do sure. next, I, I like. I generally agree with you, but if I'm not putting the title on him, I have him avoid the fiend. There's no reason. I, to I put think him at this point, the stronger argument is that you do it for the fiend. Um, and I think the stronger argument is that you do it for whoever it is. The fiend is better for having beaten Roman Reigns. Sure. And the if, build. If, if we're talking now, this now if we're starting to turn into all right, this is going to be a long term thing. We want him to I, carry. this. I kind of think you you have to go that way at this point. I I I don't think you come up with an answer. Like, you, tell me how I, you're how, doing. How long this. are we talking about here? At least through SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, I I think if you have him beat Roman Reigns, he should not be losing before Survivor Series. I don't know what the difference would be there. Like, what's the difference between SummerSlam and Survivor Series? I just, I just think that if you're pulling that card, that we want this to be not just a, you know, a good run. We want this to be a great title run. You just want it, like, you're pulling that card because you want it to go a long time. You want this to really build up to be, all right, this is the most dominant heel title well, run I'm, we've I'd, had in years. I, as, whether or not that's what you want, I think it's you're stuck with that. I think you painted yourself that, into a corner. By, but, we but all talked about it. If that is the goal they, right they now, went, is, is they, from this point. 
Because yeah. they pulled their trigger so early on giving The Fiend the title, yep. I think you're left with no other choice. I think now you have to ride it out because the, the character changes so much by losing one time. Like, Agreed. he's so unbeatable, the character changes terribly by losing one time. So I think you have no choice now but to drag it out a little bit longer. And does it have to be SummerSlam? No, it could be Survivor Series. I just don't, I don't, I just yeah. don't know what the difference is between those two. What I, I would I, say more, is... More, I'm just thinking, like, we're talking about a year-plus reign there. Um, I think that's what we're talking about. I mean, and that's, if that's what it is, that's fine. I think you need to create a moment, though, and that's the biggest thing. And you've painted yourself yeah. in the corner where, like, the only moment that you could have now at WrestleMania is if you did Daniel Bryan. But in what world can you do Daniel Bryan again at WrestleMania? So if that's the case, you at least have to extend it out a little bit longer to say SummerSlam to build back up Daniel Bryan having the right to be that guy. But it could also be somebody else that you're building for a while. I, I just don't see any other scenario by which you're creating a moment where it's a big fucking deal that this person beat the fiend. How are you? Give me the blueprint to getting out of this what needs to happen, which is the night after The Fiend loses, or the I guess the Friday night because it's SmackDown, the next time you see The Fiend, it is a raucous atmosphere for that person. It was such an incredible moment for that performer when they defeated The Fiend. I, you're right. That's absolutely what they should be thinking. I'm just I'm concerned that, you know, just really based on the, how they've treated Bray in the past, how they... I'm still a little concerned that this was always he was never viewed as a year long super heel uh, champion. He was viewed as, all right, here's the next monster for whoever, most likely Roman Reigns. Well, and look, I mean, again, the idea that the answer always comes back to Roman Reigns, uh, you know, that's that's like I hear you. Like that's that's sort of the nature of WWE programming of late. I just so I think if if. If these reports of John Cena being part of WrestleMania are true, yeah, I think if you're giving if if the Fiend is winning that match, I think it's better for it to be that John Cena that than I, Roman Reigns. I mean, I'm not. Go with. I'm yes. not telling you it's a bad idea. I just I, I still I'm I'm weird. I I find it weird that we're like opposed to the idea of Roman Reigns losing a big match. Like I just don't know where that. No, no 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 no. Because I think we all think he's going to be the one to eventually slaughter the fiend. But I just right? I th I think that's such a horrendous idea at this point. Like that I don't care when it is, where it is. You just can't do. You're not going to get out of that. It's over. It, your hopes of they, getting out of that, what you should get out of that. And again, to both of your points, does that mean they're not going to do it? A fucking course not. <laughs> a fucking course not. 100%. They could have Edge be the one to do it, which would be the dumbest thing that they could ever have possibly do. They, they can and always... Say, and then I'll say, I told right, you Right, so. they can always do stupid things. Like, let's make that very, very clear. They can always do the dumbest thing possible. But... Like I just don't I, I I'm the I don't I come away from it not understanding what the problem would be with having here's, Roman Reigns. Here's lose. here's here's the problem for the past year they've very carefully kept Roman Reigns out of the title picture. They've right. been careful not to ramp him up like that. But, but where is that they gotten? Have so them? many. I and and you you might be right that it, it does nothing. But there is this thing with Roman Reigns where they get him going and then stop. They get him going and then they stop that momentum for one reason or another, and. I would like to see one time where they get him going and they don't stop. I mean, I guess. I just think that they have to know what the answer is. They've been fucking... I mean, like, look, the thing at the end... This was... What happened on Friday night was as bad as anything I've ever seen them do. 
Like, it's... the Nobody... In fact, I thought it was a little bit telling in the moment where they started talking about dog food fetishes that, like, I think we're finding out somebody, somebody high up in WWE has a dog food fetish. Because I wonder who. Yeah, nobody... did you notice the Michael Cole voice that he was using? Oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. It was a total Vince. Oh, it was yeah. like, yeah. he's got nobody, dog food. N- he's got the dog food. Nobody yeah. wants this. Nobody yeah. thinks this is entertaining. Nobody nope. has any interest in another Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin dog food thing. It's shit. So you can't, it, you're, it's not happening. It's just not happening between now and WrestleMania. You're not getting that moment. It's not occurring. You can't do it. You can't start and stop. So, I mean, or you can't uh, say this is going to be the one where you just keep going. So, I, I your idea so that's going to... don't gonna, put him in the match, yeah. I mean... I like Cena. I like Cena, actually, now that Brennan brought it up. I mean, I'm fine. I've got no problem with it. I really don't. I have no problem with it. I just don't. I also have no problem with it being Roman Reigns. The only problem I have is if they try to do this, where you know they just say, "Oh, the hell with it. We're going to have Roman win anyway." Where you're gonna, you're just gonna waltz into the exact same issue that you've had every other time. Like it's gonna be the exact same problem every other time you've tried doing this. You've done nothing. You haven't solved this issue whatsoever, and it's been fucking terrible. It's been so bad late. Do you know? Do you know why Cena would be great though? To to make up for Cena stopping yes. yeah, Bray, Bray the first time. Yeah, yeah and it makes perfect and, and, sense and, 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 in his yeah, storyline that he's exactly. telling. Exactly. Right. Yeah, you where he's targeting these guys who wronged him in the past. Right. 100%. Well, and look, I'm not again, there's no there's no issue with it being Cena outside of just the surface level, hey, a guy can't can be not around for fucking forever and just waltz back in and and get a championship match. Like that inherently shouldn't be something yes. that, that should be happening. Now, but in a world where it does happen, Cena's not a problem. Right, and again, if you say, well, we're going to put him in the Elimination Chamber and that's how we're going to do it, at least you do a little bit more work in right. order to get to that point. At least there's a bare minimum effort of making it not just so that, hey, he waltz back in and, and we just gave him a match because that's the way that it works. Um, or if you try to paint a picture where everybody's fucking terrified of The Fiend and so... They don't want that match, right? Like, I, it's a bad look for every other performer. Yeah, on the, that, that buries the wrong. Yeah, I don't think I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't <laughs> want that at all. Um, but sure, I mean, I go that route if that's the route that you're going. Yeah. In the meantime, you you want to do that with Bill Goldberg in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> fine, like fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these are the things that have to happen. Um, all right, so I think that covers all the top heavy stuff. If it's not, if Cena's not in that match, what do you think he's doing? Tag match of some kind, like I, you know what then I'd love why? to see. Why? Yeah, there is Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say, give me Miz and Morrison defending the titles against Cena and r Truth. <laughs> I can't believe you're actually going to sell me on this. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to sell me on that. All right, fine. Yeah, do it. All right, what the hell? Do that. Done. Do that. I, why? Why? Why would I agree to that ever? What about you? What was it? You said there was one thing, Brandon. What's your one thing? Uh, well, I, I was just gonna say, God. So, what were you saying? If 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 it's not that, if it's not if it's not the championship it? game, the championship game. If it's not the championship match. What's your one thing? Traded it all just for one thing for John Cena. Oh well, I think if you have him join if, Finger Eleven, <laughs> what are they? What are they doing, by the way? What's happening to Finger oh my Eleven? God. 
good reference. That's not even their biggest hit. Um, That's true. Actually, the other one's a jam, by the way. I don't fucking care. You can make fun of Finger Eleven all you want. If I heard that Paralyzer song right now, I'd fucking, I'd bop my head to it still today, man. That song was We know what song is beginning the second segment. Ah, ah, Yeah, I can do that. Um, no, I think so. I think if it's not the championship match, you've got to put him in an important match where it can put someone over. Um, if it's a match, and you know, if it's not the fiend, I think you got to do something like I'd put him in a match with like Andrade or someone like that. Um, I mean, Fine. it's a it's a little awkward that you would reward Andrade that way, like coming off a wellness violation, but it's a little fucking awkward you didn't make him drop the title right. when well, he was doing this. So here's so. the other thing. Uh, also, uh, we got to, oh, uh, you know what? We'll save it for segment number two. We have to yeah. have a conversation. We'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah. We have to have a conversation about what happened this week. Yeah. It is It is a, pro- it's a big problem. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, we'll save that for segment number two. All right. Uh, when we'll, we come- we'll, save, we'll save the discussion about the Latino division. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, that will be a topic in segment number two as well as everything else that occurred this week uh, in WWE. We'll get to that. Uh, Sons of Savagery coming up a little bit later on from Ring of Honor. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do that than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventures across the globe, the Army is where all of that can happen, and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world, and to win. Ask yourself, what's your warrior? Go to army.com slash Baltimore to find out. To learn more, contact your local Army recruiter and find us on social media at U.S. Army Baltimore. It's a jam, and I don't care what anybody says about it. It's a freaking jam. Also, how many times have you seen Finger Eleven by accident in your life? Like, just happened to be at some show and Finger Eleven was there. Uh, like, or, me? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, eight times. No doubt, man. Or they, you know, wandered out into the wandered out at work and they were playing in the middle of the power plant live for free for yep. everybody. God, that happened so many times. All right, uh, back in here for segment number two, jobbing out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. Well, boys, um, I guess we'll talk about it since we alluded to it at the end of segment number one. Wow. Andrade's gone. I've got an idea. Let's just go get another Latin guy and basically pretend like he's Andrade. <laughs> what in the f was that by the way what? this wasn't like nxt superstar angel garza either this was like he's on raw now oh yeah it was very much like yeah because every other time they bring someone up like that they always put the nxt thing under their name yeah this was no, just no, like th- here he is no this was very much so this is just another latin guy that we're putting on raw because we want you to think he's the same as all the other latin guys <laughs> by the way who are they fighting the other latin guys of course <laughs> this is a really we're, bad look dude <laughs> it's we're, a we're, we're, we're we're heading we're heading back towards pinata on a pole 
Yeah. I, I will say this. Here's the one thing it did. Like, the optics of it aren't great. Here's the one thing it did. And I know everybody's going to say I'm crazy. Um, and it, I'm not saying I never thought he was great. But, like, all of these matches have accentuated how top-notch Rey Mysterio is. Do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> he's looked better than he looked in the You're WWE not... match. Right, I am going to make in... fun of you. It's 2020, dog. Like, No, I know, but you know what I'm saying? Rey like, Mysterio's looked... These matches are different than when he's fighting, like, Edge or something. Like, like when he was in the... Well, look, he's he had he went away. He had all the knee, the knee uh, repairs, and he's looked great since then. Yeah, like, I mean, like, the, like he's, he's, he's but he's also working a style that is more that showcases his abilities more sure. than what they were letting him do before, but or well, maybe but what he was able to do I, with. And, and, but I I think it's more that that is that for the last three to four years of his WWE career, he couldn't move. But also, you know, early on, it was funny to like throw him into things. With big sure. guys. Well, yes, that's all. Yeah, that was and that was a bad <laughs> bit. Um, this is this is extremely problematic. And again, you're gonna get good matches out of it because these guys are great. They're all great. So of course you're gonna get good matches out of it. But you can't do this. You can't make everybody be cousins with each other just because <laughs> you're racist. I, I it's a. Do we find out if they're really cousins? I, I do believe they are really cousins. Uh, good for them. Um, it's this. It's bad, man. This is a bad bit. It's a. But really I think I think we alluded. I don't know if this was actually on the previous segment or if we were just talking afterwards. But it's just the the most paper thin reason ever for him to, for like in kayfabe for Angel Garza to want to help Selena that that's his cousin. Like who cares? <laughs> like it seems like the dumbest. Oh, I'm it's, gonna get my cousin. Like it's a weird bit. At the same time as Glenn said, like. First of all, Angel Garza looked like a star in that yeah. segment. Like, not that he didn't look good on NXT, but he looked like possibly the best of them. Potentially. Yeah, obviously, not, one, not, obviously yeah, one right. segment, it's a bit right. much. Of, of, of them? I, I mean, I, I, I think if you wanted to say, like, he looked like a star. A complete and utter star. He really did. Sure. I'm not. Let me ask but, you this dumb question. This is a really stupid question, but I have to ask it anyway just so we talk about it. Is there any way this happens if the Andrade thing didn't happen? No. I mean, this specifically, probably not, but it, we, are you telling me that I'd be stunned if at some point like, there wasn't somebody who walked into a room and said, well, he's Latin too, let's just uh, let's well, get them all together. This was kind of par- planned already because there was two faces in the feud already, kind of. Because they already kind of had well, but they, an they unbalanced had phased, side. But they had phased Umberto kind of out of it. Like they, no, they were they doing one, and then when they needed, back into it, well, because they needed to do the the thing they for wanted, no, but that was always the plan because he Andrade well, took I, him I out, think, so obviously this was always coming. It, I, let me tell you something: I always <laughs> believed the day that Andrade won the U.S. title that the only reason that happened was so Humberto could win it. Um, that that's what but I don't I think know they if we ever talked about right it. Now. Huh? I, I think the plan would have been to phase Ray out of it. Yes, like, correct. Yeah. Correct. So I, the, from the minute that that happened, right after what happened with the Humberto storyline, I always believed this was coming back around to Humberto and him winning the title. Because at the time, I know there's been reports otherwise, but at the time he was the one that Vince McMahon loved and wanted to put over and all of that stuff. So I've always thought that. So like to me that they kept Ray in it is weirder. 
um, because it kind of was progressing the way I expected it to. Now, then we had the Andrade um, issue. So, I don't know. I just I think it's very bizarre to have these two faces in this feud with a with a with a heel. So maybe maybe this was maybe it was, I don't know. Again, seat of the pants booking too. Um, yes. So who knows? Okay, but it's the, the the problem is bigger than that. The problem goes to this. It's this started with well, somehow Cain Velasquez <laughs> begat Rey Mysterio. Oh, by the begat, way, he's like, also <laughs> like this has right. all like there's is one. Is he going to come into this too? There's one trope, probably. There's one Do trope not be shocked. that they have oh involved my God, here. Even think about that, Glenn. Next week. Well, I mean, like they... they've already done it, but it, the, the work's already been done. They've already made it so that Cain Velasquez was part of this. Like right. this, th- this is. All of this, it goes to one. There's one topic. There's one thing that these people all have in common. That's it. <laughs> one. There's one thing. Um, They're all good looking. Yeah, that's the one. You've nailed it. You've nailed yeah. it. Particularly good looking. No, Lindsay Dorado is going to be part of it next week. Like, I mean, they, they, this is a <laughs> bad bit, man. It's a bad, bad bit, and somebody's got to step up and say it and say, dude, you can't. Just say, "Hey, you're Latin. Go be Latin." Like we've got to do better than that at some point. It's just brutal. Um, the other is big story is still around. Uh, I mean, he can be back in a week. I'm sure they can bring back Sin Cara at some point. Sin Cara and Carolina Catalina, whatever the f her name was. Oh really, yeah, but yeah, there was her too. Really, never got to the bottom of. <laughs> How many other people can we uh, get into this? They will figure out a way. There's no doubt about it. Braun Strowman has finally won a championship in WWE, um, uh, which, like, cool, but I... <laughs> Why? Like, there's two problems here. The first problem being, like, the direct comparison is to the guy that he won the championship from. When, like, we would say, hey, the reason why you put the belt on, on Shinsuke Nakamura is to do something with Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, did they ever get around to doing anything with Shinsuke Nakamura? He, he, had, he had the belt nope. for 200 days, and I believe that was his fourth title defense. So, is there any reason hey, to believe... Wait, is that real? I, I believe that's true. I mean, oh don't count health shows Oh, my God. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, if the word is that, hey, you're doing this with Braun Strowman because you're trying to do something with Braun Strowman, why do I have any faith in the world that they're actually going to do something with Braun Strowman because of this. Plus, and like, who's a threat to that? Um, nobody. <laughs> like, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, well, mean, I, I don't know. He's lost, around, an, he's that lost an awful being... lot. Yeah, he has lost. Like, in fairness, like, this could be where you but pivot. He's lost in, like, the, the other division. You know what I mean? Like, the, the he's lost the people that, like, compete for the world championship. Like, has he lost to people like Sami Zayn and people like that? No, but this could yeah, be. Yeah, actually, he, actually, wait, he hold on. Sami Zayn, Zayn did pin him. Really? I yeah, I mean, it was with, with interference that. and stuff, oh, but Sami yeah. Zayn pinned Braun Strowman. Okay, my point being, like, you could pivot Baron Corbin here when I believe you're inevitably oh, moving Roman Reigns. Oh, okay, Ro- that Roman would actually Reigns. be, I, I would be good with that. And that's fine for a little bit. I just don't have faith that this is actually a determined plan that, like, you're going to do something versus just, wow, we really have nothing for this guy. Let's just throw this. This is This is the problem with how I believe that they've been handling secondary titles in general. Which is outside of John Cena. It matters because he has the title or like, whatever. All, all you've got is we'll give him the title, and that's yeah. what I'm nervous about with Keith Lee. That's what I'm nervous about. You know what? I, what I was nervous about with Shinsuke Nakamura. It's like you should have been able to get gold out of Jinder Mahal having a secondary title for a while, but you just didn't fucking try. 
Cool. Just maybe did. that's who comes back and has a feud with. Uh... I would like that actually. I mean, if, if 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 what we're reading is to be believed that he has some drastic character change coming, and we, I think we all like him relatively. You know, they've already established uh, him as a world champion. He ruined, like he ruined the could, entire show. Could, he ruined the entire company. I'm not sure if you're aware right. of that. Right. And he, he announced the he came entire back company. And everything went to shit in WWE. Yeah, it's 100 true. Yeah, Come on. I don't know if you're aware of it's that. Like, that could be a very interesting. Uh, I, I kind of like that idea. I'm not saying depending on I'm what not, it is. Yeah, I'm I mean, obviously we're just spitballing. We know nothing. I don't believe that's gonna like what what leads you to believe because after he lost the title, he hasn't done. McIntyre did an interview where he said that there there's some big character change coming for Jinder Mahal and everybody's going to be shocked and won't believe it. For either. all we know, for all we know, that means he's going to become one of the Bollywood boys. Maybe. Well, I mean, and, and and he's just putting his buddy over. I, I I get it, but I'm just saying, like, they obviously like that guy because they put the title on him. So I could see them giving him another shot at something if they have the right idea or they think they have the right idea. Um, I have no problems with it. I just have no reason to believe that to be the case. No, I mean, I'm literally pulling it out of the air because of a random interview that drew me. And the interview was on WWE, The Bump or whatever. So it was on a real show. Or it might have been on Backstage. I can't remember. It was one of those shows. And and look, I'm not... I, I think that Braun Strowman will work more frequently than Shinsuke Nakamura did. But my gut is, it's just, hey, let's just... It's more let's get him out of the way by doing this than it is we use this to elevate him. It's kind of like yeah, we gave him the title so so that exactly so oh look he has something right like, correct and, and and you know what it it makes me you know going back to our original thing is what is the you know it does seem like they're clearing out the face division for one guy to come up and be the fiend. Yeah, well, um. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We've already spent enough time talking about it. I've got nothing else to say about that particular topic. We've already we've already shot our load on that. Um, you know what? I, I have a I, I did have one idea that popped into my brain if we want to pivot to something else. Um, when we were trying to figure out the women's matches and who was going to face Bailey, and I, we'll probably get a little bit more clarity at least on the next step uh, this week. Is she fighting Naomi? This week or something on SmackDown, I can't remember. Man. But is it this week or is it? It would, it would uh, make sense if it was. Well, it's not. It's definitely not at the next pay per view yeah, because you know what yeah. that right. is. Um, what do you mean they they broke all the barriers last time yeah, around? One women, they can match. do everything. They brought I don't know if you know this. They, yeah, Naomi, Arabia. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so I was thinking, like, what what could be a cool idea for Shayna Baszler if they don't. Um, if they don't put her in the title match, I would like to see something like, uh, like her versus Beth Phoenix. I think that could be something really cool where you could put over Shayna in an attraction match with that and keep her heat and push her into SummerSlam or whatever. If you, if, if that isn't where you're going with the title, um, after what Beth did at Royal Rumble, I think it would be really cool to see that. Um, and I think it, you could set it up with any, you know, easily with her attacking her at the commentary or, or whatever, Beth saving someone or that she's attacking or whatever. But I thought that could be a cool thing for Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. I, I think it's fine. I also think... Or, that, or, at, or at TakeOver. 
the, I was going to say, yeah. at WrestleMania, that would be tough to get. I, I meant, I meant the takeover before WrestleMania. Well, I mean, you're going to have a 27-hour WrestleMania, so I mean, why, <laughs> why not? Why not go that route? All right, um, uh, let me cover a couple other things that happened during the course of the week. Um, are you know, Brandon, you've maintained that you believe it's going to end up being Gargano and Ciampa again WrestleMania yes. weekend. Like you think that's the case. So if, if it's not the two of them, they're involved in something. So I, I think they are telling a story right now that almost has to lead to Ciampa winning the title back. Correct. I just can't tell if it he has to win it back in Portland or he has to win it back in at WrestleMania weekend. And I'm leaning towards the latter. I'm leaning towards there's some sort of schmozzy finish in Portland which sets up a rematch. And I'm leaning towards the idea that perhaps the Portland and the 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 WrestleMania pay-per-views for NXT are a little too close together. And I don't think so. I, I think that we're going to get completely different matches. I think the Undisputed Era are going to drop the tag belts at the Portland pay-per-view, which is going to start the Adam Cole stuff. I, I think I think I get what you're saying. I think it might be possible he escapes with the title but maybe loses it on NXT instead of at um, TakeOver because they've done things like that in the past. Um, if they want that to pro- progress in a storyline somehow, like if it's not just a title drop, if it's him getting turned on or whatever it is turned on, not turned on. I mean, it could be both. <laughs> like, why not? Sometimes I get turned on by it. But I mean, I mean all, all of that's a little convoluted, but I, I do think like, I don't know. It just feels like Gargano is going to get his big victory over Finn Balor. And that's going to make him the number one contender for the title. I mean, you can't argue against the person that wins that match not being the number one. You know what I mean? Like, how can they not be? Well, you could easily. You could say if if you have Ciampa beat uh, Adam Cole, then how is Adam Cole not in that match? And again, that goes because they don't do rematches. Fine. Tell me the world. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, largely they did. Yeah, I mean, like typically overwhelming. Shayna didn't get a rematch. She she might be the first person. Honestly. Okay, like, but in, I'm just in, saying in the, in the there's no division, rule that says right. anybody in kayfabe they're now saying no. that you don't get automatic rematches. I get that. It's just that in the like the real world where okay, what the fuck is Adam Cole doing if he's not fighting for the title at WrestleMania? And again, we're at Takeover. If if your answer is because you pivoted him to something on the main roster fairly quickly, like that's that's what it is. But in this short a span of time between when Portland is happening. Tell me the world in which Adam Cole is not in a championship match that night. Well, and you could triple threat this for sure. And that's why I... There's I'll, no reason not to. I, I mean, just, I, it could be either way. I just am convinced that Gargano and Ciampa are going to be in the match. But I'm not convinced it's one-on-one. I'm, I'm just convinced they're heading toward it. The more it. I watch this, the more I say I, that convolutes. They've done such a good job with Tommaso Ciampa's pursuit of returning, you know, the, the daddy's home bit. They've done so much with that that I don't think you just get away from it all of a sudden to reintroduce the dynamic between Gargano and Ciampa. But they I, didn't reintroduce. They've already introduced that. It's already begun. What do you mean? Just by having them tag together and have segments together. But you have two already- completely different things going on at that point. 
Well, right, but that's how they slow burn it because he's hanging around him, and that's that's how it began in the first place. Here's, that... here's the other problem for me is I'm not sure if I love the idea of just leaving Finn Balor in the dust there. I, this like, is, I he could be part of it too. But this is the problem I, I have. The problem is that. like to me, both of these matches should be WrestleMania matches. Like this is my this is my big issue is that this Portland thing is weird to me because these two matches should be the top matches on your card for WrestleMania weekend. These are these are two marquee, massive moment matches. So and basically what you're thinking is these are too good to actually have real finishes I don't, in Portland. That's sort of... Either with... To, to be just done after Portland. Um, like, if you want to say Finn Balor wins this match to set up Gargano getting a bigger moment WrestleMania weekend, and he does it in sort of a shitty way. Like, I could see just doing that again, even though there's a finish. Um, I think you could see them both scenarios. I just don't think these two stories, I think they're too big, too good to just abandon them after a Portland takeover that's sort of in the middle of nowhere, that's not connected to anything. That doesn't seem like a place where you should be blowing these things off. Well, you know, there's another side to that coin. Unless they want it to. Yes. The other side to that coin is how can you have the first ever standalone NXT thing and not do something big? Well, I, I want to go farther than that. What if they don't want the takeovers attached to pay-per-views being right. the big pay-per-views? Right. What, like, what if they're, you know, someone, and I, I don't love the idea of this thinking, but I think that the idea that they are moving away from takeovers being attached, what if they're tired of, you know, takeover dominating these weekends? Well, that might very well be true, but then don't schedule a fucking takeover for the night before WrestleMania. I mean, like, they, well, well, the argument they, would be that you do these off quarter, and then the NXT gets matches on WrestleMania. That would be, and, and that that's, would be, and that's argument. fine if that's what you're going to do in the future. But it's not what you're doing this year. <laughs> like, the, the, there's right. two different things that we're talking about. You're doing a takeover on WrestleMania weekend this year. Takeover of WrestleMania weekend has been the show of the fucking year for so long that I don't want something that's quickly thrown together. Now, I'm not saying it would be bad because, my God, look at the performers that are involved. There's no way for it to be bad. There's no such thing as a bad take. Correct. But you've set this up to be the show of shows, to be the thing that creates moment, to be not something that you just sort of throw together at the last minute in order to make it happen. These two stories, to me, are two marquee WrestleMania weekend stories. And again, if down the road you say, we don't want to do it this way anymore, we want TakeOver to be its own thing that lives, maybe we move it from Saturday night to Sunday night in times where we don't have pay-per-views to, to make it a pay-per-view quality thing, Like I, that's all well and good. But this year you're doing TakeOver the night before WrestleMania, and it should be a WrestleMania-caliber TakeOver. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I do think one thing I would say, though, is that you know, there there have been years, Orlando, where, you know, there was the amazing, you know, the, the triple threat tag match, but the, the title match was just to pretty much all right, we're saying bye to Shinsuke. Like that was no, the but that was that was a major story. And if that if the plan yeah. is that we're doing this for Adam Cole, right? Yeah. Like if this then, is then he needs and that's more what I'm thinking would be. And to to go back, yes, I think you're you're the correct reason, but I think that the answer might be Champa wins it in Portland, right. defends it, yeah. I mean, like that. That's, if that you want to do it that way in order to create the Adam Cole moment afterwards, then do it that way. That's fine. And like, then, I have no and then maybe we get like a Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, like death match or something. Something along those lines. I just yeah. don't. Th- there's no world to me where I think that. And then that could be a number one contender match. Yes. 
or or it could just be what sets things in place for whatever your big event is going to be for the summer. Like again, which I'm assuming is going to be the night before SummerSlam, but if it's not, it's not. Whatever. Like that that Uh, you use Gargano being the winner of the coming out of the Finn Balor feud on top, and Champa right, and Champa being the champion coming out of WrestleMania to set in motion ultimately whatever your big summer event is going to be, which that would be Gargano and Champa. Um, and yes, I, I get it. Like inherently Gargano and Champa feels more deserving of WrestleMania, but not based on the work that you've been doing of late. The work that you've been doing of late suggests to me that this, this Champa thing has to come to fruition with Adam Cole. Kind yeah, of. I, I do want to stress something. I do think it's problematic if they don't knock Portland out of the park with significant results just because you know you're telling the fans what those shows are going to be once once uh once you start doing more of these shows that aren't attached to wrestlemania or aren't attached to like those ones have built-in audiences and in theory like people are flying to portland and stuff to go to this uh takeover and i don't think you want it to look like an in your house or like a like a punt show where you're just punting things down the road because then people might think twice about I don't know if NXT can sell these things out right now well, without how do they that do excitement to- of the people that fly from far yeah. away. You know in, what in I mean? Your mind, in your mind, how was 25? That, that's the comparison, obviously. Last I thought it was great. Mayor. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I think that's the model. It, it's 25. It wasn't attached to anything. It was just a random takeover, and it was great. Uh, right, and I, I look, I... I've said before, I think if they're going to do it this way, they should move them to Sunday nights. They should move them, just say this And it is, right? This is a Sunday night, isn't it? The Portland one, is it? Yeah. Oh, if the Portland one's a Sunday night, then yeah, that's a slam dunk. So that's what they should be doing. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I thought it was was a Saturday. I thought it was, I thought it was the, not the the 16th? Yeah, you're right. No, it's a Sunday. Sunday, February 16th. Yeah, Sunday's the 16th. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Well, this yeah, is what man. they should be doing. They should be doing this and just saying these our events now are just like all the other pay-per-views. Like, we've got a TV show. They get a pay-per-view. We do pay-per-views on Sunday nights. That's what you're used to. It's the best TV night of the week. Um, maybe think about that more in football season. But when you're in non-football season, you absolutely should be doing events on Sunday nights. because. So, okay, just to reiterate, though, Adam Cole beat Johnny Gargano for the title in that pay-per-view. The 25? Correct. Right, so you're saying that was a major moment. Correct. Correct. So you, so I don't think you can do these shows where all the champions win and nothing happens because I think, again, I, th- I think these are all centered around the crazy fans that are flying well, to see to, to Portland for the show. Okay, these, this but, is not like wait, people that live I, in Portland that they're relying on to sell this thing out. Well, I, think you know this I, mean? this, I think this is the start of a regular thing, though. So I think that well, this right. is... Right, if you only do maybe, two or maybe, three of them, you can still yeah. rely on those people, you right. know? Exactly. But, and, but, and, uh, but they have to, right. again, they can't be in your house because people will stop going. But I think no, you're, you're saying they're going to be in your house. If they put on a fucking amazing, you know, Tommaso Ciampa-Adam Cole match and Adam Cole happens to fucking win it... Like, well, no, that's fine. It just can't be like... It can't be like Adam Cole versus, um, like, uh, uh, like... I'm trying. Uh, I don't. I'm trying I, I to do, think, but I. I don't think they are because I. Right. I honestly think like. I like think it can't it be Adam Cole versus the, Danny Birch or something. But they're not. You know the I mean? but they're not of doing the that. end of partnered NXT. You know, partnered weekends. I think. I really think that's what this is. Okay, they but are aren't they already scheduled out for the whole year? 
for SummerSlam and Survivor no, Series? No, I don't. I don't think they are. I think they're specific. I think specifically they're not for Survivor Series. I don't know about SummerSlam. Uh, I have no idea. I know it's specifically not attached to the Money in the Bank anymore. I know it's specifically, obviously, not attached to the Rumble anymore. Um, I think this is the beginning. They are consciously separating these things. So, you're right about Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is May 18th. The next takeover... No, but the next takeover is SummerSlam weekend. The next scheduled takeover is the night before okay, SummerSlam. So may- maybe it's just Mania and SummerSlam then, and most of it otherwise isn't, because I don't think... I, I vaguely remember saying like they yeah. are planning on not selling Survivor War- Series War- packages involving NXT. War Games is also scheduled for the night before. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Then maybe that that first idea was wrong, and they changed their minds at some point. Okay, well, never yeah, mind. Then, then I then I'm, I'm very confused why we just did all of this with why this takeover wasn't just attached to the Rumble. Uh, it could be nothing other than what we always said. We're always rubes. It was about trying to get NXT UK over, and nothing more than that. Like it was literally nothing more than a play to try to get NXT UK over as a a, a reason why you have to keep the WWE Network after they got rid of NXT. Like I mean, honestly, that could be the the it, process. It, it, it could be it. You're you're right. It could be it. All right. Um, quickly, let's talk about Dynamite uh, from last week and and where we're headed with that. I am starting to lean more towards the idea that they feel the need to try to get the belt on John Moxley. Yeah, I agree. Like, I- it, yeah, I mean, there, there certainly it looks like they're pushing that way. I mean, um, it, it just it has that feeling of like, and this is part of the problem with the. Part of the problem with having fewer pay-per-views is, like, if you're going this hard with this to not have him win in February, I, I don't know how you keep it that hot all the way to fucking May. I, I just don't think that's possible. Um, I think you're going this hard with Moxley right now because you're going to put the belt on him in February. It's reasonable to think I, that that's the weird thing is we're still getting, you know, reused to this three month cycle. You know, wrestling used to do this all the time. They put someone hard and even if it was two to three months, they wouldn't do it, but wouldn't put the titles on him because that's just how it worked. So as a viewer, it's just harder to get used to, again, these three months build instead of a three week build for better or for worse right. and stuff. So I, you know, the one thing that AEW has done, again, for better or for worse, is they've really reacted to how the crowd is reacting. You know, they, they will make changes on the fly. And I don't believe that they had intentions of it. But yeah, at this point, it does seem like everyone's behind this. And right now, it doesn't seem like Kenny is necessarily going to be in that picture in May. So, uh, and again, with... Which again is their own. That's that's their own doing. Like this. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not their own doing. This was the problem with I. I. I, With the slow burn. Yeah, we talked about this. They started the slow burn, and it was too slow a burn. Way too slow. (laughs) With with just not not enough moments to change it. Now, I mean, we'll see how this goes. The future of the elite in the inner circle. But I I think there's two problems. The one thing that I will allude to is there. At the same time. As the Moxley thing is red hot, you have another. This it was one thing when the boat crowd was singing along with Chris Jericho's <laughs> song, like coming out. Now it's now it's a thing. Now it's an entire arena 
that's singing along with Chris Jericho's song as he comes out because the boat crowd made it a thing, right? Now right. everybody I mean, that was already happening at the paper. N- not not like this. not to this extent. Not but. like this. This is like it's part of the programming now. Like you have to be prepared. You can't try to accomplish something in these moments because the crowd is going to hijack that moment. Um, it's the problem with Jericho as a whole. It is the problem with Jericho as a whole. And it's also part of the reason why I think you have to take the belt off of him. Because I don't think your top heel can continue to be the guy that crowds are going fucking nuts for. Um, and that's, I think that's fine. I don't think you needed to have Chris Jericho keep the belt for a long time. I think that's a bad idea in general to do it that way. Um, I do think he would have been better off, as we talked about from the get-go, leading up to Kenny Omega being your next champion and him getting that a moment in America that would be as significant as possible. But you've done the things that you've done. You're in the place that you're in, and it's Moxley. That's the answer. Like, that's the answer at this point, and that's the way that you go. As far as the crowd's concerned, there's one other thing that really jumped out at me from Dynamite last week that I just wanted to touch on. Dude, how fucking hot was the heat for Britt Baker? Oh, they... And again, I, I kind of, that's what I was, one of the things I was alluding to with the, they're good at making, you know, they're reacting to the crowd. She wasn't getting, you know, they wanted her as one of the top faces. Of course. That wasn't, that wasn't going well. So they, it, you know, made a quick about face on it. And she is, she's an awesome bitch and the crowd's reacting to it. But it's like, it, there was a, that chant in that moment, I'm trying to think about the number of female performers in any company that have had that outside of Stephanie McMahon. That, Trish at times. that nuclear <laughs> heat. That an entire crowd engaged in a what otherwise, let's just call it the truth, is a kind of a, a throwaway segment, right? Right. Engaged in a throwaway segment delivering a nuclear chant towards a female heel performer. How many times have you heard that in your life? Outside of again, not, Stephanie McMahon. Not often. It was a wild moment for me that like I didn't know I I don't know what it means. I don't know what to take from it, but like that was a really kind of crazy thing that was it I, it screamed off the page as it was happening to me. I, I I thought it was great. I thought that and and this isn't to insult the other women because the other women are great, but just the way they've been using the women's division has not allowed no. really a whole lot of connections. You know, we like Rio. She's the underdog, but you know, this is the first person I feel who has a solid, a truly solid character. And even if the character is simply a bitch, which, you know, you can make a case whether that's a problem that the only character they can get over is a bitch. But, um, you know, it was good to see something out of it. I agree. I agree. It worked out well. All right, uh, well, we have a couple minutes here before uh, this segment wraps up. Just give me any other thoughts that you guys had from the week, uh, any level of programming. Do, do, do we want to talk about the, the business side? I mean, we can. I, Brandon and I were talking about this before uh, we started recording this week. I, I think there's a lot of people that are trying to act like they know more than they really do that are commenting on this. I, I, it's, it's never a good look for any company to have that many, to have high-ranking people depart. At the same time, right? Like, that's never a great look. I think there is a group of people that are inclined to think everything is the worst that said this is the worst. I don't think they actually know whether or not it's it's that bad. I think I we can safely say it's bad. 
I think I, the the firing is more alarming to me than the stock drop, and obviously those two things are. Oh, yeah, very they walk hand in hand. The stock yeah. drop happened because of the right. Fire. Right, and the question is, would it have happened? We'll, we'll know more tomorrow when the uh, quarterly results come well, out. But that happens anytime a company that's publicly traded fires their president. The stock always drops. Right, right of course. Yeah. But you know, I, I you know, obviously we need to know more. Like, why? First of all, I think that the, the not just like these were people who were instrumental from what we've known in the past getting the tv deal like these were these were the reason that wwe financially were, was in the situation they were in they were given a lot of the credit now you can always argue were they just figureheads what happened um that's alarming when the per, when the people who are given that much credit for the success of the company gets fired suddenly like that that's alarming so, there's no doubt about that um generically speaking yes Generically speaking, it's not it it it's not a great thing. I just I'm not going to try to pretend like I know more than that. No, and and that's sort of where I end is saying generically no, it's not great. I am not as panicked as people are trying to make it out to be because I can't I don't know enough about the inner workings of the company to know whether or not it's really something that that it's a panic situation. Yeah, I, I I'm very curious about this press or no, the the you know the call the investor call i'm very yeah, i mean we'll see what happens yeah I, I think people get too caught up in the weeds with this type of stuff sure. um I, the, one of the conversations i heard was like with the landscape of wrestling change and again as soon as someone starts saying that and stuff about aew i'm like okay you have no fucking idea what you're talking about here like this has nothing to do with that this has nothing to I, and again i don't know either but like wwe is such a massive company there's so many other things um, they rely on for revenue other than one TV show that airs on a Wednesday night against another TV show. Right. Um, and and there's, they're not going to fire their presidents because of something stupid like that. No, I, and, but that's what, you know, hopefully we find out is why, what happened. If it's just because of some slightly less results, that's alarming and not alarming. <laughs> I think the, alarming the things... that they would fire them. Yeah. But, I think know. the things I was hearing that seemed somewhat less uh hyperbole more realistic kind of concerns were like you know the fact that they're canceling all the house shows which we all agree they should have done a long they, time ago they should i mean they weren't making money they were losing money on house shows it's this is the most simple simple principle of touring culture if any band would come to baltimore every four months eventually their draw would fall off like it doesn't matter what level band it's and it does it's it would be different levels of fall off like even if it's an impenetrable band like Foo Fighters or something they would still do less people it would still be successful but like it would do less people every time they they came because the, someone knows they're coming back in 4 months and if you add to that that they haven't really gave you a compelling reason to want to go to those shows in a lot of cases where you don't you know your top notch stars aren't always on the shows um they are you know we i think we all watch how they're marketed locally a lot of times like even if they tell you what the matches are they're different when you get there and things like i think they just lost the trust of the fan in those things um and so i think that's well and they also they also in some instances outpriced the one thing that they had going for them which is this this is the night that you can bring your kids Right. right, and then they made the ticket super expensive, right. Yeah. right? Except for the nosebleeds, and your kids can't see up right. there because they're too right. little to see. All right, you know, I, 
I know. I know. We got to pause here real quick. Timothy Thatcher and Killer Cross signed thumbs up all around. Awesome. That's wonderful awesome. news for all parties involved. So let's get to that. When we come back in, Sons of it's a huge weekend for Ring of Honor locally. They're going to have Future of Honor. Oh, Aaron, you got to dip out totally, right? So why don't you get your plugs? Yeah, in, you get your yeah. Plugs uh, in follow real me on Twitter at the Aoster. Watch the Daily Line three to seven. If you're in DC, Philly, Chicago, San Francisco, you can watch it on TV or NBCSports.com/slash bet. All right, uh, Sons. Of, uh, Brandon, can you stay for the third segment, or do you need to depart, depart as well? Yeah, I might be around. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, if not, I can do your plugs, I guess. Uh, Big weekend for Ring of Honor coming up this weekend. Both Future of Honor at the MCW Arena and a free show Sunday, Free Enterprises at UMBC Event Center. Sons of Savagery, they're local guys. They've made their way through MCW all the way to the Ring of Honor main roster. We'll talk to them next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Brandon. This is Jobbing Out. Hey, Dad, can we try one of those hoagie things? (sighs) Sorry, son. We aren't hoagie people. What do you mean? Son... We're Royal Farms sub people, like my daddy was, and his daddy before him, like you and me, and all the folks we know. Gee, Dad, I never thought about it like that. So you're saying hoagie people are... Aliens, son. They're aliens. (laughs) Royal Farms subs are Baltimore's best. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Just Glenn for a minute. The boys had to run out, but uh, I can do better than that because I got a couple of boys that are kicking ass and have made their way from uh, MCW to Ring of Honor and yet are going to be back at MCW Arena this weekend as Future of Honor rolls back into Joppa on Saturday night. Future of Honor 4, you can find out more, mcwprowrestling.com. And it's a big weekend for Ring of Honor here locally because on Sunday afternoon, free enterprise at UMBC Events Center. Joining us now, Sons of Savagery, Moses and Khan. Boys, it is so good to catch up with you guys. Thank you for taking the time for us this week, man. Oh, anytime, anytime. Hey, dude. Uh, let me. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Mose, I'm going to start with you, dude, because like you're a local dude to have gone through all this to get to this point to like be in this place that you're in right now as part of Ring of Honor, already working with some of like the biggest stars in the world uh, in the short time that you've been there. Can you put into words what this journey has been like for you? Uh. It's been um, humbling, I'll say that. Uh, you set out to do something, you say you want to do it, you tell people you want to do it, and you, you, you want to do that, like it's hard. You, how are you going to do it? But then you make sacrifices. Um, you know, you got ups and downs, like every match isn't going to be the best, but you always learn. And then to know that your hard work pays off, um, and it's paying off night in, night out. And then to sign and then start working um, and to have your name called to go work some of the sort of well-known names, man. It's like it's been humbling, but it's been a it's been a great experience so far. Um, uh, Con, you're a guy uh, originally from Minnesota. You come here to Baltimore. Uh, you get hooked up with MCW and you get hooked up with the dude that I know is sitting to your left right now. Like. Um, even maybe more so of a whirlwind for you, right? From the moment that you arrived here to this point, can you describe this path to getting to where you are? Uh, definitely humbling, but just like, it's kind of so surreal to me. Uh, this has always been the plan since I was like 11 years old. And to see it come to fruition, end up in Maryland somehow, start tagging with him, like, it's just so like, 
still doing this. First time doing Bonner, we're best names in the business. It's it's crazy. I'm just living the dream right now. Dude, no doubt about that. All right, so so tell me like how this happened for you, right? Like, how do you end up here in Baltimore? Was it was it part of the goal? Like what? I'm trying to figure out the story that you end up coming from Minnesota to Baltimore and like this all happened so quickly. Yeah. Uh, so actually I watched like the WWE 24 documentary with Seth Rollins. And like the day that I saw that I was trying to find wrestling schools, I was in Minnesota at the time. Uh, ended up moving out here because of an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and then like once I ended up, like, I mean, once it happened, like moved out here, found MCW and then just signed up immediately. I mean, did you know the the story with so, them? Like, did you know like how much they had done for so many like legitimate first, stars? No, I had no idea. Like, I was just looking for wrestling schools, and that was the first one that popped up. Hey, man, it worked out all right. <laughs> it worked out okay for you, uh, Moses. Getting hooked, <laughs> getting hooked up with Khan. Like, did you know that you guys had something special? Like, how quickly did you know? Like, this could be something that could change my life working with this dude. Um, I'll be honest with you, like, uh, I mean, when you see each other, like, in the ring or even on stage, like, you know, he's obviously well-built, uh, well-built man, and, um, I remember, like, so it was crazy, like, his second day at practice at MCW, uh, I was there early, uh, trying to, uh, I had just got over an ankle injury, and my, his second day there, I tore my meniscus. And I was like, man, like, this dude looks kind of just like me, the hair just like me, like, there's my spot. Um, but then, literally, like, as I was on recovery, I was coming back to practice, getting mental reps while my knee was still healing. And he just walked up to me and was like, yo, I watched, like, your matches and you want to tag. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and up until that moment, I had been a singles competitor. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm going to ride this single thing out, get in the car on my own. But then... Like, I was like, you know what? Why not? Why not try tag? And so literally, like, once he asked me that, started, like, watching tag. Literally had no clue about tag. Had to learn tag team wrestling. Had to learn all that stuff. But we did it together. And thus far, like, it's helped. So, it, and it's been fun on that whole journey. Oh, I mean, dude, it's, it, you guys, the two of you, first of all, the look is perfect, right? Like, immediately, I think when people started seeing it, you're like, oh, yeah, I get this. This works. Like, this is going to be something that's going to make it. Um, the, the idea, let me go a step backwards. Were you both always, like, wrestling guys? Like, you said um, a kind that you sought out of wrestling school. But were both of you always, like, knowing this was your path? Were you, were you athletes in another sport? Like, how was the background as far as getting just into the business of pro wrestling for both of you? Uh, I played college football. I played football in high school, too, and did, like, track and basketball. Like, I fell out of love with wrestling during high school. But literally after I saw that documentary I talked about, that got me back into this. That's wild. And I just kind of felt, what's up? No, that's wild. It's wild that, like, literally this all is because of a Seth Rollins documentary. Like, this is, like, I don't know how many stories there are that are quite like that. Like, after seeing that, that just, like, ignited something in me. Because I, I went to college, I finished, like, I was working a regular job. And I feel like if I didn't go for this dream, I'd regret something in my life. That's so I just true. had to, like, go for it. And it just it's worked out so far. Yeah, right? Mose, what about you? Uh, in high school, uh, football. I did wrestling in high school, and I threw shot put. And when I went to college, man, I went to party my life away. <laughs> uh, so I, I was, wrestling was an afterthought. I was just like, this... I wish I could live in college the rest of my life, uh, but then I graduated. 
I mean, and boom, and started working and nine to five. And I was like, this not it, man. Like 30 plus years of just coming to work. Like, no, nah, this. <laughs> so then I was like, what is it that I want to do? And I was like, wrestling has always been something that I wanted to do. I've done what other people asked me to do. My mom asked me, like, if you don't do anything else, just get your degree. I got the degree. So now I can go do something for myself. And I had enough money saved up. Um, originally, I thought I was going to go to wrestling school in Atlanta, but I couldn't find a job down there. So that's when I actually happened to find MCW. Um, and so I think I started in June 2015. He started January 2017. That's amazing, man. Uh, the Sons of Savagery so. are with us here on Jobbing <laughs> Out. As, uh, we're getting ready Future of Honor Saturday night at MCW Arena. And then, of course, Ring of Honor Free Enterprise Sunday at UMBC Event Center. ROHWrestling.com is the website. So, like, you know, I guess there's, there's, like, I'm saying, like, you've made it, right, because you signed with Ring of Honor, but I'm sure for both of you guys, you feel like, okay, I'll feel that moment when we, like, get in front of a crowd of, you know, 10,000 people or something. Like, I'm sure, like, you're still waiting for, like, the next moment when you feel like you've made it. But what's the first one, Ben? Like, what's the first moment, Ben? And Moses, I'll start with you, that, like, literally gave you effing goosebumps as a performer, whether it was Ring of Honor or even doing something with MCW, like somebody that you worked with. Like, what's the first moment that you experienced, like, holy hell, I can't believe this is my life? I'll say, like, my first match. Yeah? Uh, yeah, for, on the Indies at MCW, it was outside on the baseball field. It was MCW baseball okay. back in 2016. And... Uh, I had been training uh, literally almost like a year to the day. And it was like, I got told, like, hey, you're, you're booked. And I was kind of like, oh, like it's, it's, it's happening. Um, and then I think uh, we did the, and the next one would have to be the first time that we actually wrestled for Ring of Honor show. It was a dark match. Uh, what was it against the Bouncers? Yeah, Philly. And I remember like, we're standing in Gorilla and I'm just like, Man, <laughs> like this is this is this is it. And but literally, like the second our music hit, goosebumps went away. It was yeah. like it's time for business. It was just like okay, this is what we've been working for. Like this isn't new. Just let's go out here and do it. That's awesome, man. Con, what about what about you? What's been like the one that's like giving you just the craziest feeling so far? Uh, craziest was when we did the Hammerstein Ball. I mean, July. Yes, we did a team match on one of the shows, and I remember that was the first time we were standing on the corner. I'm like, now look around. This is insane. Right. Yeah. Like Hammerstein Ballroom, people up the rafters looking down. Yeah. Like, that was huge. And you think about like, that was every- super surreal. Yeah, yo, yo, like everybody that's ever performed in that room. Like you think about like all those things, right? Like, holy <laughs> S, this is the, the group that we're in now. Like we're, we're kind of part of the club, right? <laughs> exactly. Because like a few months earlier, I remember we watched like the Bucks. The Briscoes in like a ladder match or something there, and it was just Jesus. Wow, we're actually right now. Yeah, so right now, that was crazy. That's amazing, man. That's so amazing. Hey, you know the the MCW thing, right? Like, it feels like you guys now are maybe like carrying on sort of a legacy, right? Like that you're kind of representing what it is that 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 entire group, Dan, Dennis, the entire team has laid the foundation for and there's a whole group of people and obviously people think about leo and patrick and what they're doing and you know going before that uh lita right and mickey and this entire team how much is that real for you that like you're carrying that sort of banner now 
as you make this jump that you're representing yourselves, your families, and what you're all about, but you're also representing MCW as you make this next leap. Uh, uh, Con, I'll start with you. Uh, I think that's still kicking in a little bit. There's such a pedigree there, and to think that people look at us as like the next in line to hold that legacy hasn't really hit me yet. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. Moses, it hit you at all? Um, I think it's still a, it's still something that's like still settling within only because it's not so long ago that that was like our main place of working. Yeah. Um, and we have to accredit where we are today because of them, um, to like the, the level of like how much they care about the business and the performers it makes you want to go out there and go harder, but then when you're not there, you almost feel like I'm not just doing this for me. Like I'm representing for MCW and for the boys who are coming up. Because if you go out and you do your thing, other guys, are like, oh, those MCW guys, they know what they're doing. So, that, but even to this day, like that's just not based on what we've already done, but what we still have to come. That's cool, man. That's cool. That's cool, man. That's it's cool. cool to hear you grounded that way too. Cool. All right, uh, Sons of Savagery are with us, of course, as we keep mentioning. Future of Honor, Saturday night, which is such an awesome opportunity to see these guys at MCW Arena, where they've come from, and, of course, Ring of Honor, Free Enterprise on Sunday, which, again, is free, ROHwrestling.com, in order to get your tickets. Literally no reason why you wouldn't be there on Sunday afternoon. So uh, my buddy AJ, who unfortunately isn't here because he got this other job, it's this whole thing uh, where he's uh, down in Orlando getting ready for other things. But he always loves to ask, like, it, perfect scenario. You can work any match anywhere in the world. Regardless, of, we're not. this isn't about, like, company. It's just any match anywhere in the world against anyone. So I'm going to work mm. under the premise that it's the two of you together, right? Like, that it's a tag match. So I'll start with you, Moses. Give me where would it be, who would it be against, anywhere in the world, one match, you two against who and where? That's such a hard question. Um, I would have to say where's Madison Square Garden? I mean, okay, yeah, that's not, that's, that's not a bad answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it has to be the garden, um, either first match or main event. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. And man, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's real tough. I mean, anybody in the world, anybody in the world. I mean, we got G.O.D., we got Briscoes, War Machine. Let's go back in the day. Taker and Kane, I would love to those <laughs> <laughs> Taker and Kane, man. I mean, I like, yo, I mean, how would you even wrestle at that point? How wouldn't you just, like, try to live in the moment for a second and just be like, all right, I ain't going to work. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here and bask in all of this. <laughs> like, that would be all I could think about. Uh, Con, what about you? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Hardys. Mm, that was okay. my favorite tag team growing up. Okay. Hopefully, like, a ladder match, because we never done it before, and I'd be terrified, but it'd be a lot of fun. 
And uh, I definitely want to go to Japan, so I want to say the Tokyo Dome. I mean, that's perfect. That's freaking perfect, yeah. too, man. That is freaking yeah, freaking perfect. All right, hey, uh, before we let you go, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Give me an idea of what uh, the dojo is like. It's such a big deal for us locally to have Ring of Honor so centralized here now. Um, what's it been like being at the dojo, and how that's maybe changed things for guys that are trying to launch their career? How huge has then that been for you guys, and how big is it for the entire company? Uh, Con, I'll start with you. I think it's. It's definitely going to pave the way for a lot of careers coming up. Because I know they've had a dojo before, but nothing like this. So it's like our developmental system where you can come in every day, grind, do promos, do matches, work on stuff that we want to work on. Hopefully get in front of the faces that make the important decisions around here and then get us the opportunity on dark matches, on live events. I think it's going to be a game changer for sure for a lot of us. Moses, same thing for you, man? I believe, uh, yeah, but I'll add, like, the dojo... It gives you a the ability to learn what this company is looking for. Uh, you know, you you go to like a regular school, they're just getting you ready to go wrestle, and then you kind of have to tailor yourself to figure yourself out. But here, it's more hands on. It's more this is what this is how this this needs to be done, or this is how we like this to be like this, or um, just like the hands on ability, like to really hone your character in and figure out who you are and what you are. It's um, this place is, it, it's done a lot for us. Um, it's helped us slow down, which is one of the wow. biggest one. Um, and understand that like, you don't have to kill yourself every night you go out. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but knowing like when to turn it on and like when to really like put your character out there and how to do that. Yeah, you could just kill yourself like every other night. Like you could just, you know, like ease up a little bit. Like that you could go that route. Uh, guys, we're really freaking thrilled for the two of you, man. Um, we've seen you a bunch of times. It's awesome to to see this happening for you, dudes. And like everything that I know about you, like I can only imagine how quickly your stars are going to rise within Ring of Honor because you guys are are killer performers, bro. It's awesome. Um, let me get some plugs in for the two of you. Um, and Moses, I'll start with you. Like uh, social media, where can people be giving you a follow? How can they be supporting you outside of making sure they get out the future of honor on Saturday nights? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, prolific.moses. And then Khan, same, uh, well, same for you. Yep, Instagram, Twitter, at the period con. And then same thing on Facebook. It's just the con. Awesome. Guys, seriously, awesome to catch up with you. We want to make sure we're doing this again as we're following what it is that you guys are doing in your careers. We're so thrilled for both of you and the success you're already having, man. Thank you for taking the time for joining us this week. Thank you. Oh, man, very cool. Thank you to Moses and Khan, Sons of Savagery. Get out this weekend to see those guys, and uh, it's incredible what it is that they're doing. All right, uh, that's going to wrap up for us this week. Don't forget, at AJ Francis 410 give him a follow. Support what he's doing. You'll be hearing from him again shortly, hopefully with uh, amazing tales from uh, the WWE Performance Center. We're so happy for him. Of course, at Brandon Linton on Twitter, RamsHeadLive.com is the website. Lots of great shows coming up at RamsHeadLive uh, on social media as well, at RamsHeadLive, but support Brandon and support what they're doing. At Glenn Clark Radio for me, GlennClarkRadio.com is the website for Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event, Vent, 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 Vent. AJ Francis. I am Glenn Clark. 
This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out! Fuck no one. Why don't we just like each other?